Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 923. Hey. September 15th, 2022. 98 degrees was the record high on this day. That was in 1939. It was 36 degrees on three occasions 1964, 2007, 2011, and I have breaking news on the winter front. Let's do it. Oh, no. And this now. is the first date that a trace of snow appears. No! no. Ice out. On what do this we start day him? in 1916, oh, my a trace of and snow. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. What are we doing? What are we doing today, bro? I am ready to be very solid, not sophomoric, and I want a good show today. Too late. Back in June at EcoFun Motorsports, okay, I met a guy named Steve Lundwall who had driven up from Tennessee oh, yeah. to get that. a Bentelli e-bike, and we fell into conversation. I think Kenny might be particularly interested in this. The, and he told me about a cross-country motorcycle chase he was involved with. It begins today. And I'm just going to give GLers the basics, so if they choose to follow it, they can. Uh, the cross-country chase is a motorcycle road rally for bikes from 1930 to 1960. It starts this week. We are riding Route, route 66 from Springfield, Illinois to Santa Monica, oh. California in 11 days. Cool. The first day of competition is today. As I told you when we met at EcoFun, I'm riding my 1942 Harley-Davidson WLA military bike. I scrambled this last month because I found a broken ring and had and bad intake valve guide on the front cylinder just a couple of weeks ago. It's back together, but I don't have a lot of shakedown miles, so wish me luck. On this road rally, you have to carry everything you need with you or find it along the way. We don't know the daily route. We have to follow a paper map we get every morning with surprise checkpoints and mandatory stops. I have a feeling they uh, will be having a stop at all the notable, notice I didn't say iconic, places along Route, Route 66 for picture opportunities. The promoting organization does send sweep trucks through every night to get you to the next hotel stop, but if you can't fix your bike, you are left on your own to get home. Bikes of all makes and models are participating from AJSs to Zundaps. People can stay up to date with our progress at themotorcyclechase.com. Cool. Themotorcyclechase.com. I am rider number 97. They also uh, have live and recorded videos each morning and evening on YouTube and Facebook. Just search for Cross Country Chase. I've attached a picture of my bike for the chase. I mounted a late 1960s tour pack on the back. You can see the Garage Logic sticker you gave me prominently displayed. I do have a tracker on my bike. You can follow my progress using the following link. Give it to me. Uh, 
Tiny Earl. <laughs> oh, is that a tiny nickname? URL? Is that a nickname? It was Joe's in high school. Ah, hey, Tiny. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. What do you call that thing? Here, you, you want me Tiny to URL. Tiny URL. One word. Yep. Dot com. Okay. Slash cross country chase. God help us. <laughs> Go ahead, folks. Listen on. The technology. Is uh, yep. You know what? I'll just I'll just grab it from the email when you're done reading yeah. it. Uh, Tiny Earl. I, I hope there's progress, and I'm not one of the first. One's out. I'll try to send an occasional update. Please do. So uh, this is from Steve Lundwall of Holiday, Tennessee. So may I ask why 11 Not days? Not for broadcast. What? Oh, whoop, whoops. <laughs> the whole thing? Or? <laughs> not for broadcast. Why not? Hmm. Well, and now, <laughs> from the mayor's office. I saw dates on Minnetonka or Maple. <laughs> may I ask why 11 days? Is that is that by maybe design? They, maybe they figure that's when they base out their average speed and stops and checkpoints. Maybe that's how long it takes. Because come on, I can do that in two days. Right, but you're not on a pre-war bike, for God's sake. That's sakes. true. That's a good point. So I think what's interesting about this is there's no. They can't have a support vehicle. They're on their <clears> own. So if you need a wrench or you need a, you have to have it with or, you. Okay. Yes, if you had uh, ten thousand to spend on a motorcycle, yeah. Would you buy a uh, Would you buy a remodeled and redone in a beautiful 1960 whatever, or would you buy a 2015 whatever? You know what I'm saying? Would you? Where would you spend your money? New or really, really old? New. Even even when though it comes old, to bikes, new. Even though the old runs really, really yeah, well. I'm going new on a bike. Same here. Same here. Well, new on I have bike. learned so many lessons with old motorcycles. And it's always something. It, there's, it's always, and it's always something new, and it always happens at the most inconvenient spot you can imagine. So that's part of this challenge, then, right? Is well, yeah, it's, you it's, have no idea. The what's challenge go wrong. is keeping them running. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole challenge. That would be so cool to do. No, what, what does he mean by not for broadcast? For God's sake, oh, the guy's been emailing me all summer long about right. this. Broadcast everyone, but this one. Well, I I don't <laughs> know what we've I can't imagine we've uh, violated any privacy there. He he wants you to follow his progress on Tiny Earl. Yep. Well, the fact that he's a city council member is probably so, what he's hiding. He's not a city council member. We're Did going through Illinois, Missouri, Oklahoma, the northern part of Texas. The old New- Route 66. That's so cool. I'm looking at it right now. Not much of which is left. What do you mean? Well, Route 66 is, you know, it's 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 been fading from the American landscape. I mean, you can still get chunks of it, but it's not it's not the you know people now. I don't know if you know this or not. People take the interstate. I do. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there you have it, the cross-country chase. You should do that route in one of those British cars guy, you got. The guy that puts on 1,000 miles a year on the interstate just schooled the guy that drives across the country four times a year. Yeah, just, you. The guy just schooled him. Just went out last weekend, saw some gal, uh, some uh, some. Gosh darn no windmills. Yeah. Joe's road trip was to Des Moines. <laughs> Did Let two me, shows uh, about it. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, he's he's schooling the guy that drives across the country 14 times. Let me finish the thought about EcoFun. Uh, not only did uh, our man Steve pick up a Bintelli e-bike, he got uh, the proper fit and uh, wise counsel from Kalen Bloom. Uh, that was the opening day back in June of the new store in Forest Lake. It's on Highway 97, just west of the Interstate 35, and it was nifty. That store is just immediately off the interstate as you go west on 97. There's a new store in Burnsville on the service road off 35W. I just drove by that uh, two days ago. And these are uh, uh, many, many different manufacturers of electric bikes, the gas-powered scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure, Youth recreational equipment, including uh, little uh, off-road vehicles for the kids, some of which have remote controls so the parent can sit there and keep the kid from hitting a rock or a tree. They got helmets, apparel, service. It's a great, great outfit. It's called EcoFun Motorsports, and you can see the inventory for yourself at EcoFunMotorsports.com. Got it. I just wanted to get, as long as I mentioned. EcoFun, you might as well knock it off. Hell yeah. You know. So... Could we you do have, an e-bike? Could you do that uh, on Route 66? I would, <laughs> I would mount, instead of that travel pack, I would somehow mount a five-gallon can on the back fender, and I would fill it full of seafoam because that's the only thing that's going to get you from point A to point B. I would B. put a couple in the case, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, all hail the flashlight king. I would hail say hail you, Joe. Mayor, I have a bone to pick with you. In the 913 podcast two days ago, you gave the royal decree that the name Xander with an X Uh-oh. is not foghornable. Uh-oh. Reavers asked if Xander with a Z is foghornable, and you said there is no such thing. But if there was, it would get the Duluth double foghorn. Well, here I am, Xander with a Z, as well as my six-month-old six son, Xander the two with a Z. Ooh. My issue is not that my name was not approved, but you, that you deemed it foghornable, but in a rare failure of mayoral decorum, you didn't actually play the Duluth double. This failure of standards and procedures means that my name will remain in a state of purgatory and anguish until either the name is approved or the foghorn is played. So I submit my name and the name of my son to you again, with abated breath in hopes we can both hear the resounding horn of disapproval and our names can meet in foghorn land where they belong. Always pushing back. Xander with a Z, give him the Duluth double. Oh my, I didn't yeah. know that was it. You know, I know people sometimes listen to past podcasts. Yes. They they uh, they catch up then and bring themselves into the. Well, here's one from uh, Randy Rankin who writes, Joe, I've missed a few podcasts and I'm wondering what your state fair schedule for 2022. I haven't heard a word about it in previous podcasts, but want to make every effort to make it there. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and seeing you there. P.S. You should have the governor on the show at the fair. I'm sure it would be an interesting interview. P.S. Please don't read on air. But ding, <laughs> ding, bang, boom, she's having a little Got fun it. there. Got it. Uh, Xander is a boy's name of Greek origins, meaning defender of man. With a Z or X? Z. Xander was once largely tied to big brother Alexander, but now is making it on its own as an independent name. Like Xander with an X, Xander with a Z, that name is thought to have sprung 
from a legendary warrior, Alexander the Great of the 4th century B.C. That's just off the top of your head, right? Yeah. Thank you. So, would you like to? No, he's received the Duluth double. Well, I don't care that there's a Z. I, I can't. I can't control the history of Xander's with a Z, not well, Xavier is with an X, right? So is Xander. So Xander, the other yeah. way, and Alexander. I don't know any Alexander name that comes with a Z. That's right. In the middle. That's right, Johnny Ite. What about Zorro? Is Zorro with an X? (laughs) No, that's with a Z. Got it. I only know one Xander. Xander is a German name, a variant of Sander, S-A-N-D-R. Sander. I know Xander's surname, but I don't know any with the first name of Xander. Billy Xander, good friend of mine when I was a kid. Mm. What's he do now? Sander, which is a profession. Our friend Kathy writes, I just caught up on several podcasts because I've been on a road trip with five fellow North Dakotans to Bismarck. We've been friends for 50 years and proud of the prairie life we were privileged to grow up in. Such a breath of fresh air to be out in the country looking at open roads and beautiful fields. Our friend who lives there has horses, so they were fed first. We kept the feral cat out of the house and enjoyed the beautiful sunrises. We toured the capital and learned new things while being reminded of the amazing sacrifices of those who settled the state. We went to the Heritage Museum and learned even more. Truly Americana. Yeah, very cool place. If only the third railers would park their private jets, get in those gas-guzzling cars, and drive away from the world's tallest buildings... They would be more centered and humble. Couldn't agree more. And they would likely see the folly of all electric vehicles by 2030. There's a lot of empty miles out there. Better have a full tank of gas. Americana, I love it. Thanks for pushing back, Kathy. Hmm. I have a question then. She, she sparked something. Yes. What is the official length to be considered a road trip? I have no idea. Have we ever discovered that? No. Is it three like hours? 20 minutes? Yeah, 20 I mean, minutes to drive a road trip. Bismarck. Road trip. It's got to be over an hour, at least an hour. I would say three. <coughs> three hours three. minimum for a road Otherwise, trip? Otherwise, it's just a trip. Right. I'll, go, I'll go three. I'll go yeah. three. Three minimum? Xander yeah. was the 293rd <laughs> most popular boy's name. In 2021, there were 1,137 baby boys named Xander. With a Z or with wow. an X? With a Z. One out of every 1,636 baby boys born in 2021 are named Xander. I have a guy named uh, David who sent me an incredible photograph of he and his buddies playing golf at a course in lacrosse. And the course is adjacent, immediately adjacent, to railroad tracks. If you stepped off the green and weren't Oops, careful, no way. You'd, you'd confront a train. And he writes, uh, was interested to hear the conversation related to the degradation of our country's scenery, uh, turning the lyrics of our beautiful song, America the Beautiful, into a distant memory. Two weeks ago, while enjoying the afternoon of recreational golf at Forest Hills Golf Course in La Crosse, Wisconsin, our attention was... Uh, diverted to a northbound train pulling at least 80 rail cars, each balancing a wind turbine blade on the floor of each oversized car. The absolute size of these blades uh, passing our golf carts was a up was an up close comparison in the in the minute size that our footprint truly is on this mother's earth. 
uh, he sent a picture that they're just they're just so big it's hard to imagine. Okay. Uh, besides the fossil fuel consumed on tractor trailer transportation, Burlington Northern is also fueling their locomotives to get these blades to their destinations for another gas guzzling industry to burn up more holes in our ozone layers. Here is a photo for you to marvel at. Always pushing back in lacrosse, David. It looks like uh, secure, uh, silker secure. I I did look at it and I did marvel. It's uh, pretty cool. They're just they're just extraordinary. Okay, and they're pointless. Xander is a name that signifies <laughs> a freedom loving and free spirited individual. Nothing is conventional. A uh, convention uh, conventional. Wow, conventionable. Conven- yeah, with your love of change and making ad- up new words. With your love of change and adventure, you make sensible decisions very quickly, especially in a dangerous or difficult situation. Conventional, I can say it. Conventional. I think what you should do is you should check out the um, the conventional candles and then realize they're pretty boring, aren't they? Conventional say, candles how are... How boring are they? Conventional they candles... wicks to go around and around. Right, in a spiral <laughs> motion. Yes. Spiral like candles does. They're not boring candles. And you know what? I have to confess, I opened up the... Um, Okay, well, I opened up the liquor cabinet the other day, and I have a spiral light We're mini donut candle in there. Yep. And the whole liquor cabinet smelled like mini donuts. If you want that same... Sensation. If for you're your... trying to cover up your alcoholism, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the candle, honey. Right. It just all I smell is mini donut candle, honey. <laughs> I will tell you that it works. No, I'm just kidding. No, if you want uh, some great scents, some wonderful colors, and if you want a unique gift idea, maybe it's just housewarming. Christmas is around the corner. You're going to somewhere for Thanksgiving or Halloween. Check out SpiralLightCandles.com. Stop burning boring candles. Yes, the mini donut candle smells fantastic, but they've got so many other scents that you can check out online, spirallightcandles.com. Also, if you want one for the garage, the cylinder index candle, you don't even have to have the secret handshake. They've got it available for you. Go to spirallightcandles.com. Spiralight candles. Founded in the garage, it's a Garage Logic family company, and they really, really want you to check out their wares because once you see a spiral light candle burn, you're never going to go back to boring candles again. Check them out online, spiralightcandles.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Which is what you're going to 
get when you do the live stream. Oh my God. Truth, justice, and the suture. Can't wait for that. What's this? New Dylan. Oh my word. That's oh, nice. That's acoustic. Bring this up when Kenny's done. Yes, sir. God, I wish I could play. Why are you looking at me? I'm not. Kenny is. I'm waiting for Kenny to start. I, he's enjoying the music. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk over this. I, this I'm is... going to bring it up when you're done. Uh, is it lazy or is it brilliant? Uh, answer me a question here. I, I mean, uh, using seafoam on the regular. It's great preventive maintenance. It keeps the cylinders happy out of the shop. But if you don't use seafoam on the regular, but instead only use it when things get critical, like uh, say the boat doesn't start when you're at the boat launch or the blower doesn't start after an eight inch snow flaw, uh, fall or it's three weeks past time to mow and the, the mower's dead. Now you break out the seafoam. Now you put it to use. It saves your life once again. Uh, is that lazy? Is this like only calling on help from the Lord above when your life is in danger? You know, how you start praying when you see that semi coming at you? Or, or is that okay to just not do any maintenance at all, not add any seafoam, and then uh, go to it when you absolutely need it and it's critical? No, what do we no, do here? Per, Which is, it, it's not lazy. It's like working on this show. You do as little as possible until you are forced to do something. And the, I don't know what the equivalent would be of, of us taking seafoam, but you do as little as possible until you're forced to have to deal with whatever it is. See, and in this case, it's seafoam. Now, uh, see, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you because seafoam does work biblical miracles. Yes. But there's two ways of doing this show. And the mayor, the fireworks commissioner, would disagree with you and say, um, it, it's good to do show prep all day, every day. I uh, want it fresh. In your every your everyday walks of life. What do you call it, Joe? Uh, the service road of life. You're always doing show prep. That's like always using seafoam, always putting it in your gas cans that you pour the gas in, you know, the mower, the blower, the whipper, whatever. So there's two ways of doing it, and uh, both ways work. But one way is better, and yeah. uh, I'm yeah. just going to say Joe's way is better. No, I want water <laughs> and electricity. The easy Joe, way out. Joe puts his sea foam in his gas cans, and then he uses it in all of his uh, cylinders, and that's what makes things so uh, happy in Joe's home. It's one of those products that's really easy to find, no matter how you use it. Convenience stores, auto parts stores. Uh, knack hardware, big box, it doesn't matter. It's everywhere, even grocery, com- uh, grocery stores. It's a local company with a global reach and a true miracle in a world of bad gas. It's Seafoam. Are you aware of uh, illegal immigrants? There it is. I'm sorry. I could listen to this all day. Are you aware of uh, illegal immigrants now? They're being flown to Martha's Vineyard? Sure am, Joe. I, mm-hmm. I I I can find no reason to not think that's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, about 50 arrived by plane at Martha's Vineyard Wednesday on a flight paid for by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. The flight originated in San Antonio, Texas. The migrants touched down at about 3.15 p.m. Later Wednesday, a spokesperson for DeSantis sent a statement to NPR and other news outlets confirming that the migrants were transported uh, 
to Florida under the state program that was funded by the legislature earlier this year. The statement reads in part, states like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals uh, who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration. So if you're going to advertise yourself as a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state, then put your money where your mouth is. Amen. Amen. The Florida statement refers to two planes, but local officials at Martha's Vineyard said there was only one. Okay. However, a number of migrants told NPR that their flight originated in San Antonio and that they were being transported to Boston. Uh, I don't know where they're going. And I've heard from people who lean left who say, well, that's humiliating. B as in B. I'd, I'd want to be the one that got moved to Martha's Vineyard. Right. Right. If you're going to be. There, there is one thing about that, though. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, some of those immigrants from Venezuela mm-hmm. uh, were coming specifically to Florida and wanted to be there, so they weren't happy when they ended up in Martha's Vineyard. Well, but they're So illegal. they'll have to make their way. Yes, that's true. And yeah. they'll have to make their way back to Florida. Well, I, you know, their, their illegality might erase some of the sympathizing factors that go into this. Uh, you, if you're here illegally, I don't really think you get to complain about where you end up. And it's probably up to them now to find their way back to Florida. And how do they do that if they're illegal, if they're here illegally? Hop a train. I guess. If you now, here's my problem with it. If you think the guys like in New York are grandstanding by saying we're going to be a a, a sanctuary state or whatever. Right. Is this any more than grandstanding by DeSantis? Well, but he has the grandstanding. Of course, it's grandstanding, but he has the weight of the of the uh, law on his side. These okay. people have proclaimed themselves to be sanctuary states. Florida has not. Perhaps I am just not fond of grandstanding in general. Yeah. Well, you're stuck possibly, with it. You're possibly. Stuck with it. Well, how about uh, we have migrant buses arriving outside the uh, the home of uh, Vice President Kamala Harris? Did see that. Yeah. Between 75 and 100 people who were picked up in Eagle Pass, Texas, were sent by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. The group includes migrants from Venezuela, Uruguay, Colombia, and Mexico. Multiple migrants, uh, asked by Fox News Digital, said they think the border, uh, they think the border is open, contrary to what Harris said Sunday during an interview. She said the Barris was. The border was secure, and Abbott did this to demonstrate to her that, well, no, the border is not secure. And so, again, you've proclaimed yourself a sanctuary area. Here you go. What's wrong with that? Right. Put your money where your mouth is. The latest convoy of buses arrived just hours after Florida Governor DeSantis followed through on a similar promise to drop off illegal immigrants in progressive states, sending two planes of migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, I, I, you, I looked up, are there pending laws held up in legislation that would address this? And I can find nothing. Uh, I, I think the border remains a catastrophic mess and no one is capable of fixing it. Right. Uh, there, what is the ultimate solution? Well, is the ultimate solution for these phonies who say we're a sanctuary state and then when push comes to shove, they say, well, not here. Not we don't mean backyard. right here. Not in my backyard. 
we don't well, mean they have here. the advantage. Right. They have the advantage <laughs> of not being on the border, of course, when right. they make themselves right. sanctuary. How, how do they get from the airport to uh, Obama's front yard? Bus. Uh, I, I'm worried about the uh, the ground transportation. Do they all uh, have passports? And there are there, is there checked luggage? Yeah. Uh, are there meals on that flight? Can you imagine if they showed up at Obama's waterfront estate? Well, that's what we would hope. That apparently won't exist because of rising well, ocean. Well, due to affordability, I'm sure that there's a mega bus that runs right from the border up through Chicago. That's like seven bucks. Yeah, you know, it's like a dollar. That, a mega yeah, bus. They just mega, mega bus. It's double decker too, so you double your. <laughs> is it Minneapolis a sanctuary city? <laughs> I believe so. I thought St. Right? Paul is, wasn't it? I don't know. I I, if, for with Mogadishu, wasn't if it you Mog- were ragtag, down and out, and wet from crossing the Rio Grande, you wouldn't want to come to St. Paul. No, wasn't it? No. Taxes are too high. <clears throat> yep. we, you did a you did an entire show on this. I thought. I don't think I did. Well, in any event, I, I can find no reason not to take some, some maybe it's perverse glee, but some glee in this. All you phonies wringing your hands and saying we must be welcoming and inclusive. Okay, here, you, here they are. Um, Welcome them to your, your town. May 10th of 2019, St. Paul adds new sister city, Mogadishu. That's what it was. Well, that ain't the border I know, crisis. But that's what I'm, I, right. I remember you talking about right. it. I mean, what? Mogadishu? Yeah. Yeah, we're a sister city. Somalia. That's in Somalia. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, why did we... What's because the we're caring, for, sensitive, and inclusive. Aren't we also uh, the sister city to... Uh, what's the Japanese... There's a town in Japan, yeah. Is it... I don't know. It doesn't make any difference. Hey, no, that's not what I'm bond. talking about. <laughs> Didn't I'm we... talking about the border here in Texas. Gotcha. How you're referring to these uh, these lefties wringing their hands over this? Didn't we see kind of the same thing with the neighbors around Powderhorn Park when the homeless moved in there? Remember all the crime yes. and yes. the raping and the drugs, yes. and uh, all these libs were. Um, <laughs> Uh, at odds with themselves because they liked the fact that they were accommodating the homeless, but the homeless were drug-addled lunatics that were wreaking uh, havoc and crime uh, in their neighborhoods. I recall now specifically, it it caused them much consternation to actually have to call the police. Right, right. That terrified them. Oh, my God. Right, and in a lot of cases, they didn't. They just dealt with the crime. Let me play uh, devil's advocate, as I often do. Oh, yeah. good. Does that mean all those all those immigrants are criminals and rapists and murderers? Which which we've heard before. I won't say who said it, but we all know. Well, no, not, I, I I'm wasn't not sure making you're referring to me, John. I wasn't. No, making no, no, that. no, 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 no. You're I'm referring. To Kenny. To, uh, no, yeah, to what Kenny just said. And then I'm referring to no, a certain no. ex-president who said, Joe, uh, John, John, or, John, yeah. John, 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 yes, John. You're, you're way overreacting here. I wasn't <laughs> making reference to the people themselves so yes. much as I was the residents. That's the point I was trying to make, and that was the point that Joe was trying to make. I, I understand, but but the people who are coming in would be too. Different. See, you're not listening. You're you're not paying attention <laughs> to what, what the theme it's not, was there. It's Joe likes to say it's not analogous. The people coming in are homeless mm-hmm. by definition. They need medical care, and they need food, and they need clothing, True. and 
And I yeah. think what Abbott and DeSantis are they're calling the bluff of the elite saying, yeah, Fine, I, you've you've really wanted this to happen. Well here. And John, I think them. it's one hundred percent analogous. This is the same kind of voter, same kind of citizen. So okay, so you're it's analogous because of the people who are accepting them, but not the people who are coming in, is what you're saying. Yeah, never mind the people coming in, you know, whether they're homeless in St. Paul or if they're crossing the border illegally. The point is these lefties, the hand ringers, are getting their (laughs) just dessert. Mm -hmm. Nagasaki. Yeah. (laughs) Again, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but thank you for clarifying. A little bit behind, but it's fact-based. Could you find some more sister cities for us, Rook? No, don't. looking up right now. I I don't want to hear it. Would you like some audio from the vice president? Yes. If it's regarding this. Well, well, I I had it saved for today's show. It was talking about electric vehicles since that was part of the theme yesterday. No, that to introduce electric vehicles now is rather absurd, isn't it? Considering we're talking about the crisis at the border. I thought we were talking about Nagasaki. Uh, I have have something coming up where that might be appropriate. Oh, Oh, appropriate. Mm. You don't tell me. Where does the vice president live? I think it's a naval. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Is it the Naval Observatory? Yes. It's a neat place. Yeah, it's the Naval Observatory. Yeah. I, I would rather be the vice president just to live in that house. Because you're away from all that... I just like the all house. All the bums outside no, the I White like House. The house. Oh. Well, how do you know? What's I've in the seen house? pictures of it. Okay. Like Xander it. with an X is primarily <laughs> used by the Dutch, while Xander with a Z is more typically American. Now, see, yeah. I can use that now tonight. Mm-hmm. And the Dutch are very famous for the shoes, the pointed shoes. You also have Washington, D.C. city council people complaining about the arrival uh, of illegals, even though they, too, uh, confirm their position as we are a sanctuary city. And I think these governors are... Are t- pushing back. They're saying, yeah. "Fine, you're a sanctuary city. Please help these people. Our small Texas towns on the border are overwhelmed. Got it. We don't have the money to provide the medical care, the food, the housing, the clothing. Why don't you step forward, you big talkers? You're met, you're you're opening your mouth all the time, saying we must do this. We must be welcoming and inclusive. Fine, then be welcoming and inclusive." And uh, I bet you Obama's security around his place is uh, queen-like right yes. now in yes. terms of the uh, you know it. queen at uh, on view there at the Westminster. Lying in state. Yeah, that's right. Lying oh, hell, he's probably in Hawaii. What does he care? Well, that's another oceanfront place that, that I'd be born? terribly worried about. Was he born in Hawaii? I, have no, I think he was, yes. Okay. Yes. Did we ever see his birth certificate? I don't no. care about John. Look that up, John. John, what are you, John get his birth certificate oh, up here. Get on that God, one, John. I, you know what? I just remembered I have an appointment at 1 o'clock. <laughs> I have to go. I've just scheduled an appointment for 1 o'clock. Well, we're yes. going to come back here. We're going to come back here after I tell you about Gator Magnetics. They yeah. are a, a modern invention in terms of magnetism. It's an attractive uh, item, isn't it? Well, they're cool. Yeah, it's, it, see, it attracts like magnets. There you go. See? And yeah, not every metal surface. We learned yesterday they don't attach themselves to gold. Zinc. Okay. Can't do zinc. Ooh, but zinc. they turn most metal surfaces in your garage or home or worksite into a storage area. The magnets hold 25 pounds. To release them, 
you got to flip up a little plastic lever that releases the magnet. Then you reorganize your storage, and you keep doing this until you have your storage perfect. And then if you tire of it, you start over and do it yep. again. And they have neat options. You can hang baskets between the two magnetic hooks, for example. There's no end. There's no end to what you can do because you can be creative and you get everything off your floor. It's... Uh, Oh, toolboxes become a storage item, refrigerator, a workbench, cabinets. It's, it's, they're really, really a nifty idea. And they're, they, they followed through by patenting the magnetic technology because these magnets aren't going to fall off wherever you put them. They're very strong. They're not like those cartoon magnets that the Bugs Bunny played with. You know, with the red ends, <laughs> yes. the horseshoe magnet. That's what I think of when I think of magnets. You these are updated. You can see... Uh, gator hooks, I'm, I'm sorry, Gator Magnetics in action at the website and find out much more. GatorMagnetics.com. Positive Thursday is brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. That means Mike Schoonover, the Fender Bender Mender, is with us. Schoonover's right there uh, in Shoreview, 1060 County E. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Hi, Kenny. I'm doing really good. You sent me you uh you sent me a photo of Noah working away on a Toyota and uh, from what I can see from the back end of that car uh how come that car wasn't totaled <laughs> that that thing that thing is beat up and it looks like the insurance company decided to uh fix it back up and get it back on the road huh Yeah well you know Kenny because there's not too many cars available especially used cars uh, you know the value of existing cars is much higher so so it's uh it's deemed repairable it's, it's going to be a nice repair when he's done with it and uh it'll be safe and sound and all good and uh you've got noah welding and cutting and replacing entire roofs and rear ends and uh boy this kid has really come a long way in the last few years hasn't he he really has. It's uh, no, you know, no, we got we got Noah and a couple of young young men that are that are going through their internships at tech school, and boy, oh boy, the future is bright. Um, you know, I think if this was a sports team, I think we'd say we got some really good rookies uh, on the team here, and um, they're gonna they're they're really really impressing me with their uh, ability to work, their attention to detail, and they're just their ability to want to be working it's just it's it's so i feel good when i come to work and i and i see these kids and they're just eager and happy and they just love they love that's being in this environment. that's really reassuring given what we've heard about the millennial generation it's it's nice to know that there's uh, kids out there that really want to work and then they do work hard um morning morning tonight uh, oh, wait, we have a special guest here, Mike. Uh, Matthew, rookie, yeah, wants to talk I to you. I heard that uh, Mike said rookie, and I don't know if he was referring to me or not, or just uh, guys that are. Okay, here's my problem. I only talk to you when I have a problem. I drove over a, um, it was a nail, and the nail uh, went into my tire, and as I was driving, it went shoom, 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 called AAA. They changed out the tire. I've got the temp tire. Can I come to your place and have you check out the tire, and you can tell me whether you can patch it or whether I need a new tire, and I don't have to lift a finger? We can do that, Rook. Actually, I could probably have one of my rookies help 
your rookie, you. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to so, do yeah, that. Hey, Rook, we can we we would either uh, we would either patch it, meaning we would take it off the wheel and then patch the back side of it, or we can plug it. Okay. All right. So. I'm going to be uh, that uh, the 2004 Honda Pilot is on its way over to your place, Schoonover Body Works. Some of the best service I've ever gotten. When I dropped off the Jeep uh, for that I bought, 2018 Jeep in February or last year, it came out like it was brand new. Folks, if you do not use Schoonover Body Works, you're a complete don't rookie. Be nice. You're a complete rookie. You're a Be complete nice. rookie. All right, I'll let you do your spot. I just wanted to say hello. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Thanks, Rook. Mike, before we go, did you notice he called AAA to change a tire? Did you notice that? Didn't, Shush. Shush. Didn't, didn't I, change his own tire. He called AAA. And... I would be staring at it still right now on uh, West 7th Street in downtown St. Paul if I didn't have AAA. That's the other sponsor that I want to. You... Hey, Kenny, I think that's okay because, you know, Rook might have gotten hit by a car or, you know, he would have done something that <laughs> would have put somebody else's life in danger. So I think he did the right thing, Kenny. Pretty much everything related to auto repair, uh, glass service, bodywork, oil changes, new tires, Matthew, new tires. Call up uh, Nikki at Schoonover Body Works and Glass and Shoreview. She'll get you set up with the right tech, get your problem handled. They've been doing it 80 years and counting now up in Shoreview. Uh, GLers, thank you so much for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Got her there? Oh. Oh. the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine joe suchere so i told you guys last week our friends at 30 bales are back by the way <clears throat> you Woo! guys know the scratch kitchen over there in hopkins Hell yes. yes you're all familiar yes they have a new a couple of new items on their menu including handcrafted desserts raspberry jam cheesecake Okay. Yes. What? I, cheesecake. okay. I'm a cheesecake guy. i brought what? it home last i stopped on friday and i got takeout for the fam Brought it home. It's spectacular. A lot of raspberries. A lot of raspberries. Because oh. you're a raspberry You're going to need to go to 30 Wait, Bales yeah, after the show and bring some up to bring me it here. Bring it back here, not go <laughs> Delivery home. service up to Alex. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, also on their menu, the Cabano sandwich. I did not have that, but oh, that's going to be the God. next thing that I try. I love Cabano. I do, too. I'm a big Cabano guy. But also, go online. 30bales.com. That's their website. If you go online, you can see their entire menu. And I was looking for a couple of other uh, items on their menu. But... They still have the same great things that you've loved uh, before, rookie. The Thai chili shrimp. Yes. Uh, Thai, which See, I, I has a peanut, kind of has a peanut. Mm-hmm. That's more for Joe. I want the, uh, I want their patty melt or their meat or their Reuben. Okay. Well, you can also go for just the Bale Burger, which is always a, a hit with my two kids. They Hell love yes. their burgers there. But just go on their website, 30bales.com. They've got their evening menu, their takeout order menu, their lunch menu. And they also now are featuring the brunch uh, Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And the handcrafted cocktails are spectacular. Yeah. Stop in, say hi to Todd what's and the a, entire crew, and let them know that the GL podcast what's sent a, you. What's a Cabano? What, what is that? Oh, it's, oh, a, it's a Cuban yeah. uh, ham or pork. Uh, pork uh, it's got ham and pork. Yeah. And uh, peppers, pickle. whatever you want. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's delicious. If if it's done well, if you're doing it right, mm-hmm. it's delicious. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they do yes. it right. And they do it right at 30 bills. Here's John Height. Yeah. 
Uh, thank you, Joe. Before I get to news, uh, because, you know, I get this newspapers.com uh, uh, website. Yes. And every, every now and then I use it on the show so I can justify using it as a tax write-off. Sure. So, to, so today I thought I'd do that, too, because you had talked about the first snowfall of the year back in 1916. So I went and looked. Uh, and indeed, you are correct. But again, the way they write about it in 1916, yeah. it was a wise householder who covered his plants and flowers with newspapers or burlap last night. Yesterday was Minneapolis's first cold fall day, and snow flurries were seen in the morning. Ooh. Trace of snow, See? 1916. Global warming. On September 15th. Not that I want to tell a guy in 1916 he's doing it wrong, but what the hell is using newspaper to cover your plants going to do? Well, it probably helped well, them. What's going to get well, wet? Remember, ah, newspapers yeah. in those days were huge. Yeah, Chris. those were thick, thick papers. Huge. A nice thick yeah. paper? Oh, yeah, you okay. get a nice paper. We also, the other thing is when I go to these, I find strange little stories you wouldn't find these days. Uh, this one from the same day. Uh, I don't know this city in Wisconsin. Maybe you guys can help me with pronunciation. O-C-O-N-O-M-O-W-O-E. Oconomowo. Well, I know, an Oconomo walk. Okay, maybe that's it. Yeah, it might end with a C. You're right. Oconomo walk. Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, a stone hurled from the track by a passing train yesterday struck and killed Louis Pappas, 50 oh, years old, oh. from Chicago, oh. a track walker. Wow. That's the entire story. Wow. No. I guess that's the risk you take. But, but to be a track walker. Right. That's the timing yeah. is everything. Mm. And I believe yeah. it's spelled O-I-C-U. No, it's Oconomowoc. <laughs> oh. Probably a Native American. Uh, Got it. Name. There's uh, like 48 inches of snow in Colorado today, isn't there? Really? Isn't it snowing there, in Colorado? Yeah, I don't follow their I records. In, in the news, the Minneapolis Emergency Communications Center went into the busy summer months, remember, at an emergency staffing level, but a campaign to hire more dispatchers is apparently working. Uh, back in May, they told their buddies down at 5 Eyewitness News the number of 911 dispatchers and operators was down 20% since 2019. Well, since then, they have been able to beef up staffing. The director of the Minneapolis 911 call center, Jody Hodney, said that thanks to a $1,000 signing bonus, the department right now has 179 applications, and they're actively searching for more candidates wanting to start a career helping people looking for assistance at the other end of the phone. The starting salary there, $22.00. And 86 cents an hour. Additional COVID-19 tests now available to Minnesotans at no cost. Minnesotans are now able to order more free at home rapid tests for COVID-19. The governor's office says four additional tests are available for each household. That brings the total number of free tests available to each household to 12. The tests will be available while supplies last. Do you have uh, Mike Lindell coming up in your newscast? I don't have any Mike uh, news today. No. Uh, I, I think there's a lot to be discussed there. A, why yeah. do you why do you get them in a fast food drive-through? Hardee's, yeah. Where it's so public. And two, what are they getting them for? Because he's a crackpot who says the election was stolen. You get to say that. Well, their their thing was the uh, Colorado. Remember? Yeah. That was the FBI's reasoning. The Colorado person who uh, stole data basically from the. Uh, machinery mm -hmm. data that's not supposed to be stolen that Lindell they said they thought he may be collaborating with her on doing that he did say if you want to help me buy more pillows okay yeah. but is this <laughs> he did is this being in the news being driven more by the media outlets or is this being uh, driven by Mike Lindell well Mike immediately went Mike immediately called Tom yeah. Roger. 
Well, he that night he went on his own uh, show and yeah. started talking about it. I didn't I know he had a show. He's got a podcast. Oh. It's being driven so by heart. The fact that he who was doesn't? at a Hardee's. Yeah, I I agree with Kenny. It's being driven by the fact that the FBI did this in a very public setting and then told Lindell not to talk about it. Hmm. <laughs> well. Sorry, FBI. Watch your idle drives, gets his bag of food, and then pull him over. <laughs> I believe Mike Lindell's podcast is called Pillow Talk. <laughs> I, w- I would think it Are should be. Are you serious? Be. I'm totally joking, John. Well, that's very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I bought it. <laughs> I did, too. That's what I would call it. <laughs> a bat issue for the Austin, Minnesota School District. Because of a significant bat problem, the district closed off its community learning center at the end of August, shuffling programs to other schools. The district rents space for the center from Queen of Angels Roman Catholic Church. In an August 31st letter to parents, district officials said they closed down classes. Now, those classes will be carried out at other locations for the remainder of the school year, out of what they're calling, of course, an abundance of caution. I hate that Aust- phrase. Austin Superintendent Joey Page said church officials told them about the bats in late August. District officials chose the move after hearing how long it would take to remove the bats. Nurses are returning to work across Minnesota this morning after picketing for the past three days. However, hospitals and the Minnesota Nurses Association, the union representing nurses, don't appear much closer to reaching a deal. The MNA previously called for pay raises of nearly 30% over the course of three years for all hospital groups, but now say that request was dropped down to 24.5% over three years for one group. MNA officials didn't immediately specify which group had lowered their request. Hospitals had previously offered less than half of that with 12%. However, they haven't responded to the new offer from the nurses. The biggest freight railroads and union leaders reached a tentative labor agreement to avert a nationwide strike that would have crippled swatches of the U.S. economy. President Biden and White House officials interceded to broker a deal to avoid transport disruptions that could have snarled supply chains, putting new pressure on prices when inflation has been hovering near four-decade highs. Business groups and key rail customers like energy companies and national retailers had been calling on the government to avoid a strike. Both sides said Thursday they run concessions from the negotiations, which produced a deal that runs through 2024. The nurses uh, haven't settled anything. They just went back to work. Is that correct? That's correct. correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. Boy, from what I can tell, hospitals are running at half staff right now. It's really? really, really, really bad at hospitals and rehab facilities. Help me understand. So much that the patients are really suffering. And the stress of being put on the nurses that chose not to strike is um, and, and the nurses that do have jobs at these hospitals are literally running from room to room and cannot keep up and don't have five minutes to sit down. Okay, but help me understand where my sympathies are supposed to be. They're looking for a 30% increase in pay they haven't missed a check they have been overworked during the pandemic what's your problem my problem is your your venom should be placed directly on the healthcare system rook if that's your question yeah that's what i'm I'm not ripping nurses i'm just saying where are my sensibilities supposed to lie because i don't what are the healthcare higher-ups doing okay and, and i have the Making same a lot of money yes, i have okay, the same the same sort of question regarding hospitals that laid off and or fired nurses and doctors that didn't get the jab was that oh. the correct thing to do no it was not not in my world it's not the correct thing to do because now when you go into a hospital 
Yeah, not even half of them are wearing masks. I'm referring to the the working personnel there. If nurses are, in fact, working 12-hour shifts, that's not safe. No. They're going to fall asleep. No. They're going to give somebody the wrong concoction. I don't don't know what the strike was about, but I know the nurses and the patients are getting screwed right now. Mm -hmm. And so along the lines of, remember when we had the the signs that would show up at places of business, like just be nice to the people that actually decided to show up for work today? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, same things applying to those that actually are working right now. Just have have some patience. We get it. You know, you're frustrated, but guess who else is frustrated? The people that are actually showing up for work. Everybody should be back, though, according to the story starting today. Right, but it's going to take a while to get caught up. Families that have family members in hospitals, those family members tend to act completely, totally BS crazy. And they take out all of their all of their issues on the nurses and the doctors because they're absolutely insane. Yep. Uh, Speaking of unions, a new Gallup poll says support for unions is at its highest point in over 50 years. 68% of Americans approve of labor unions, though statistically similar to last year's 65%. That current reading is the highest Gallup has measured since 71% back in 1965. Speaking of polls, President Biden's popularity improved substantially from his lowest point this summer, but a lot of concern still in polling about his handling of the economy. That according to a poll from the Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. Support for Biden recovered from a low of 36 percent in July to 45 percent now, driven in large part by a rebound in support from Democrats just two months before the November midterm elections. The president's approval rating remains underwater with 53% of U.S. adults disapproving of him and the economy continues to be a weakness. Just 38% approve of his economic leadership as the country faces stubbornly high inflation. And with extensive thoughts on labors, here's Garage Logic's Matthew Mikulski. Let's go! <laughs> Leroy Jenkins! Pioneer Press reporting. Uh, this is interesting from your paper, Joe. St. Paul Public School Superintendent Joe Gothard mm-hmm. has fired his finance chief, Marie Schroll, yeah. whose transparency about the district's missteps made her popular with district watchdogs, but not so much among fellow administrators. The 49-year-old Shrule started working for the district in 1998 as an accountant, rising to controller, and then chief financial officer in 2014. Her most recent title was Chief of Finance and Business Affairs, one of five positions on Gothard's senior executive leadership team. The district on August 24th listed an opening for a new position, Executive Chief of Financial Services. And Gothard told Shrule on Monday she was not chosen. Gothard told employees on Wednesday that the new job went to Tom Sager, Business Services Director for Mankato Area Public Schools. In response to an interview request Wednesday, District Spokeswoman Erica Wacker, of course, said Gothard was, quote, not available to discuss personnel matters. Shrewl said in a brief interview Wednesday, her dismissal was traumatic, adding that it was not for performance reasons. She wouldn't further comment because she was speaking with an attorney. Business office management assistant Lori Niblick called Shrewl one of the best bosses she's ever worked for. Niblick said Shrewl had raised concerns about overspending on projects and questionable spending by the nutrition department, but district leaders never seemed to prioritize doing anything about it. Arlene Schilling, a Shrewl ally who recently retired as controller, said Gothard didn't like Shrewl's insistent that the district follow state and federal regulations when spending public 
money. Well, well this has do? to be gotten to the bottom of, and uh-huh. it's another problem when you have such one-party rule. But did she did she just get beaten out by a better candidate? No, it sounds like she was sounds uh, like uh, whistleblower. Yeah. It sounds like she was uh, pushed that. aside okay. because she was telling the truth. Sounds like she was doing her job. And, right. And oh, we can't paid, be having that. For that right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, boy, I wish there was some way to check on that. Well, I'll have to put it on my list. Yeah, you better get on that. I'm sure, I'm sure someone will be very helpful to get you hey, that information. Hey, <laughs> jump on that, will you? Yeah. Can't discuss that, Joe. Uh, personnel reasons. I'm telling you, I'm I'm telling you the uh, the effects of weakened newspapers are, are going to be felt uh, more and more throughout this mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patagonia, you guys know Patagonia, the company? Yeah, and the guy who owns is a nutcase. <laughs> well, it's still that's nice the, products, though. Yeah. The founder, Yvonne Chouinard, his spouse and two adult children are giving away their ownership in the apparel maker he started 50 years ago, dedicating all profits from the company to projects and organizations that will protect wildland and biodiversity and fight the climate crisis. I bet they keep a few bucks. Boy, as a company, nephew, I'd be really upset. Yeah. You're giving yeah. it all away? Yeah. The company is worth about $3 billion, with a B, dollars. What? Thanks, Doc. It, in a letter about the decision published on the Patagonia website Wednesday, Chenard wrote of reimagining capitalism and said, oh, That's the easy when you got three <laughs> billion. Wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah, wait a minute. When you got three billion, exactly. you can do anything you want. I'm worth three bill, but let's reimagine yeah. capitalism. What a fraud this moron is. The privately held company's stock will now be owned by a climate focused trust. Oh, well, then, <laughs> okay. And a group of nonprofit organizations called the Patagonia Purpose Trust and the Holdfast oh. Collective. The company said in a statement, every dollar that's not reinvested back into the company will be distributed as dividends to protect the planet. The trust will get all the voting stock, which is 2% of the total, and will use it to create a more permanent legal structure, their words, to enshrine Patagonia's purpose and values. The Holdfast Collective owns all of the non-voting stock of Patagonia, which amounts to 98%. Patagonia expects to generate and donate about $100 million every year. Depending on the health of the business, the company sells new and used outdoor apparel, gear for outdoor activities like camping, fishing, and climbing, and food and beverages made from sustainable sources. Mm-hmm. You know what podcast I'd listen to? What's that? Mr. Patagonian and Mr. Pillow. Let's talk about the contrasting differences of the world. What we got? <laughs> Speaking of uh, podcasts, how about this? A robot has been taught to laugh at jokes in a bid to make it more human. There's hope for you, Rook. Hold on. Let's, let's see how <laughs> Hold we, on. Hasn't that been done before? That. Hasn't that yeah. been Gotcha. Done? Yep. Ho, oh, oh. Hey. <laughs> how can this already been done? That yeah. is funny. Researchers at... We just have to get back to those old school values, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> That's our robot. I love sidekick in a can. Beats me. Oh, my God. Rook, what do you think of this robot deal? Well, hold on. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yep. Robot. Stop. Researchers no. at, stop. Stop. Really? Researchers at... Oh, sorry, Rick. Researchers uh, at Kyoto University in Japan are using artificial intelligence to train robots about what they call, their word, appropriate laughter. Can I and, share one thing, though, Rook? A day you were gone, mm-hmm. I got him. <laughs> because he was, you know, oh, taxes yeah, We must Paul, do something blah, about blah, this. Blah, blah, blah. This is crazy. And then I, well, he paused and I fired this one. Wait a minute. Read that again. <laughs> and, he, and he stopped. <laughs> and he looked like, around. 
Where is he? Where is that? Where did he go? I thought he was off today. DS. Give me a break on this. Are you? What? Every bleeping topic in Garage Logic over 30 years, I could just plug in that. Whose fault is that? Well, that's what he's saying. You know what it reminds me of? Oh, God. For real. Do you know what it reminds me of? For real? Yeah. For real? For real? Getting a new floor in your kitchen. I just, I mean, seriously, what? give me some sidekick and a can God, on that. What are you you know, when you about? want a new floor, you that gotta is, go to Redmond's. That's crazy. Yeah, Redmond's Flooring and Design. They're crazy. They're crazy over there for crazy the last, low prices for the last fifty years. Yes, you really. Can, yeah, go online, check them out. I'll give you their phone number: seven six three three one six thirty three thirty two. Man, isn't that something? It is something. And you can get Redmond's. They have a design store in Anoka. They've been there for over 50 years. Now, how do they know? They know. Well, they just know that. Mike and the gang, they know everything. You can go online and you can see all their wares. All how sorts. can they do that? Well, because they, they're online. All sorts of flooring. There's vinyl. There's a carpet. Shag carpet. You're kidding. No. Shag carpet. Get rid of that horrible shag carpet that you have. Mike and the gang will do a wonderful job, and they will set you up completely. Oh, boy. Yes. Not oh, boy. Oh, everybody. 763-316-3332. Now, how do they know? Well, they know at redmans.com. R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. Let them know that the Rook sent you. How does that happen? Well, they work with Mohawk. Mohawk is the top name in flooring. Don't you know that? Whoops. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's fine. <laughs> Redmonds.com. R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. You spelled it 15 times. 316 Really? Yes. I'm not kidding. Wow. We just have to get back to those old school values, don't <laughs> yes, we? And do. they do that at Redmonds. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll return here in some time. Did have I no just do an ad? I think so. I think so. Six of them sounded like... <laughs> Tomorrow is the day I'm having my drinking water system installed for my good friends at Hofferman Water GLers. I've turned a couple of you on already, and you know what? If you're thinking about making the switch, now's the time. Hofferman Water is an independent water treatment dealer, and they offer sales, service, and rental units for Connecticut water treatment systems. That includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and of course, like I said, drinking water systems. And you see, a new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage, I promise you, but it's also going to protect your appliances. And that's because bad water can affect almost every aspect of your home. Once you get that new system from Hofferman Water and Connecticut, your showers are going to be so much better. So is your laundry, and not to mention your drinking water. So please do me a favor and get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. I had my system installed years ago, and when we moved into the new house, it was the first thing to go in, and we are so happy that we made the switch. Call them today, 952-894-4040, or just visit them online at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please let them know that you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Yes, sir. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Well, do you read the paper? Uh, in Ga- Biden's America, gas prices are dropping, but the prices for everything else under the sun still going through the roof. We could all use a little supplemental income, and that's where NRI Recycling plays in, a great source of extra dollars. 
if you've got some scrap metal laying about, keep that scrap metal. Keep it out of the landfill. Make some cash with it. NRI, they're going to recycle it, put it to good use, and they're going to pay you for that scrap. Uh, our buddy Rick, he runs a show at NRI. He pays us money for all sorts of scrap, copper, brass, stainless steel, iron, electrical wire, aluminum, auto parts. They'll take it all. Even aluminum cans, too. You can start making money on your empties. Uh, and if you're in a job that discards a lot of metal, I'm thinking plumbers, electricians, etc., uh, HVAC guys, you're losing money by not recycling. It's super easy. You just drive through, drop it off. They weigh the scrap and write you a check. If you have a lot of metal you need to get rid of, they can come to you. They'll bring a dumpster for you. Just ask for their rates. They're also buying precious metals at NRI, and they're giving much better prices than any pawn shop will. Give them a call. They've got a phone, and it rings, 651-289-2853. They can give you all the current prices and all the different metals. You can also check them out on Highway 61. And Hugo, go to the website, nrimn.com. That's nrimn.com. Uh, we didn't talk about this, and we won't dwell on it. Uh, it. It fired a lot of passions. Tuesday night, Joe Ryan was six outs from a no-hitter. All right? Yep. And he was hooked. And we are to understand that he was hooked because they need him this Sunday in Cleveland. All right? I get it. I'm just wondering what Height thought of that. Hello, Cleveland. I don't like the idea, but I understand why it happens after 106 pitches. If it had been 85 pitches, then I'd have been annoyed. I, I have I, a, I have a separate but... thought about it. Mm -hmm. My thought was, where's your imagination? Uh, wouldn't a no-hitter have been an uplifting event for the club? Maybe getting them walking three yes. inches off the ground for a while. Instead, what happens? They bring in Moran. He struggles to finish the game. Kansas City scores three runs. He gives up some hits. He blows the combined no-hitter. And I could even tell after the game that their congratulations to each other was half-hearted. Was half-hearted. Mm -hmm. Where Where is the, is the game lost all ability to be imaginative? Yes. So, well, certain certain teams have, and the Twins are yeah. one of them. Yeah. Did you I see agree. Rod Carew's? Uh, was it a tweet or was it on Instagram? I forget. It's what. probably Twitter because Rod's pretty active on social media. And he was just mm -hmm. talking about how, uh, like the batters, at the, it, it gives it gives the pitcher the batters doing all this stuff gives the pitcher time to. Uh, reload and gives him an advantage. What I don't like, okay, but that's not what I'm discussing. What I don't We're like about, about the, game. the way that the modern game is going is the fact that we are completely removing human emotion, which is a oh, massive okay. part of the game. The human emotion would have been, let's get a no hitter for the sake of this club. Yeah, that's what yeah. Carew said in his tweet. He he talked about uh, the numbers game. He said, let it. Baseball is a is a feeling. Let it let it happen. Stop. Uh, worried about statistics. They went all to the New time. York and got the bleep kicked out of them, except for one game. They come home, they get swept by Cleveland. Now you got a chance to really be special for however short a time, and you you take away that chance. Your now, season's did he get a support. call from upstairs and say you got to hook him? I'm not going to suggest that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. When when was the last no hitter thrown? In for MLB. the Twins? No, in MLB. There oh, there's been a couple this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Twins haven't had one since 2011, though. That right. was Liriano. Yeah. So what teams were they that threw new hitter, uh, no hitters this year? Uh, I don't know. 
I, I don't I know. Can, I, I can certainly look. Uh, the other, but there the they would be teams that don't subscribe to the metrics, the the, the new metrics of the game. Uh, well, the, not I'll, necessarily. The, the the number one comeback, Kenny, is the what the Johan Santana situation with the Mets, where the Mets skipper, I don't remember who it was at the time, let him go, and he threw 130 some pitches, and then basically his career ended at, as a result yeah, of he it. Was, he was never the same. There's been three no hitters this year. Uh, one of them by Houston involved three pitchers. One of them by the Mets involved five pitchers. Oh, well, they don't count, and, do they? And one, Well, they're no hitters. And one by an well, Angels pitcher who had a complete game. I don't even know who this pitcher is. Reed Detmers in May. Yeah, that's what I was asking for. One pitcher, one game. Well, that's rarely going to happen these days, though, Kenny. Rarely. Proving my the point. Way, the, way, the way pitchers are handled. Right. The other reason he might have done it is to say... We're still in this race. In other words, yeah. maybe it would have been interpreted as having given up on the race to let him complete the game. And we've had a number of examples of that, where it's they have the opportunity to inject some life. They, they, they just seem so lifeless at times as a team overall. What are we, five games out? <clears throat> yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, can we do it? No. Not a chance. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Thanks for reading <laughs> well, my parade. Well, not a chance. Well, never say never. Well, barring a, a, a five-game sweep this weekend of Cleveland, I almost yeah. said the tribe, of Cleveland, they have no chance. None. Well, then go for I. I, well, I th th you know what I'm going to say? I they've made it interesting. City. It's interesting. Yeah, if they could play There's Kansas City for the rest left, of the year. 20 games left, isn't there? Yeah. yeah something I, think, like that. I think they have 19. Yeah. 19. 141 games so far. So 162, oh, 20, 20, 21 then. 21, 21 games. games left. Yeah, they can do it, but it's it's. They're it, above 500, which is what you have to be first. Game. Which is what you have to be first, right? <laughs> you got to get to 500 and be above it. Thanks, coach. Yep. And uh, you you got to pick up your feet too. You're uh, you're dropping your ankle. <laughs> As the largest member of the perch family, the zander is a popular game what fish in the United Hello. Kingdom. <laughs> I got a tea time at two. I got to get out of here. <laughs> are, you, uh, are, you, are you done talking, yep. Joel? That was quite a few, uh, you know, Xander references, wasn't it? Right. Xander is also a Muslim name, which means in Arabic, smart, intelligent, and compassionate. Well, we give that the Duluth double. Mm-hmm. Did you see on the propaganda page of the Star Tribune today uh, Joe Biden's visit to the Detroit Auto Show? Boy, did I. Or North American Auto Show? Boy, yeah. Has that been moved from winter to summer, the auto show? I don't know. Did it used to be winter? I, I was yeah, it was always in January. Huh. Biden traveled to the massive North American International Auto Show to plug the huge new climate, tax, and health care law that allows that offers tax incentives for buying electric vehicles. Why Why do you have to uh, offer tax? It's like mandating them. Why are you offering tax right. incentives if they're so great? And why do I have to pay for my neighbor to buy an electric car? Because he knows poor people can't afford them, meaning most of us. He toured a mix of American-manufactured hybrid electric and combustion vehicles from Chevy, General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis, on a closed-off convention center floor and greeted union workers, CEOs, and local leaders. You know, I'm a car guy, Biden said. 
uh, just give me a sense of optimism, although I like the speed, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Biden has been taking credit for the recent boom in electric vehicle battery and assembly plant announcements. Most were in the works long before the Inflation Reduction Act was signed into law. Biden's, boy, that's, well, that's amazing to actually admit that in the press. Biden's 2021 infrastructure legislation could have something to do with it. It provides $5 billion over five years to help states create a network of EV charging stations. Now, the part I don't get is it calls for the mining of battery materials in North America, but mm-hmm. you're, you won't allow mines. Mm-hmm. You don't allow mines. So what, how in the hell is that going to work? And Detroit Biden announced approval of the first $900 million in infrastructure money to build EV charges for no purpose whatsoever. 53,000 miles Mm -hmm. in uh, uh, 35 states. For no purpose. That tax incentive, uh, under the new law, electric vehicles must be built in North America to be eligible, and batteries for qualifying vehicles must also be made in North America. That's not right. The great American road trip is going to be fully electrified, Biden said. Well, it won't be in India. It won't be in Indonesia. It, it won't be in China for the most part. What What's the point of this? This guy doesn't there know. There is what no the, point. He doesn't know what the great American road trip is. Mm-hmm. Uh, often on the great American road trip, we drive for, I don't know, 18 hours straight, trading off drivers, mm-hmm. stopping only for gas and to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. But there with is the a solution to this problem. Electric vehicles. Electric cars and what trucks problem? and buses, which produce no tailpipe emissions. Got an email. And they are cheaper to own. They're cheaper to own. <laughs> no, they're not. Read Bjorn Lomberg. But they're she, not cheaper to own. But she said they are, Joe. But they're not, because she doesn't know what she's talking about. Got it. She is told what to you, say. Uh, have you seen uh, Biden's uh, Corvette? No. Yikes. 67. Oh, that's my favorite year for the vet. Green. Well, that and the split window, Green. which was 63, I think. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty nice car. <laughs> it's a pretty nice car. You know he's never had that thing redlined. Come on. He's, he says he's had it at 152 miles an hour. No, no, he hasn't. He's a liar. Well, I'm just telling you what he said. He says he did well in law school, too. So He's a liar. When I'm done here... This is um, just a shame. This is just a shame. It just doesn't need to happen. And there's no advancement here. Uh, We'll go back to yesterday. Unlike the transition from the horse to the automobile, what advancements are you pointing at here? None. We're cleaning the earth. No, you're not. No, not at all. And Kamala, the tailpipe for the electric car is just elsewhere. Just doesn't happen to be attached to the car. It's It's a complete folly. Complete hypocrisy. Just a shame. Yes, Rook? When I'm done That's here, not right. When I'm done here, I have to go to my dad's uh, to fit him for a tuxedo for oh the boy. wedding. Mm-hmm. You're kidding. And anybody that would like to tag along. I can't. Uh, you have a thing? Yeah. Uh, Bob's going to be, uh, he's going to be looking his finest. And I have a Tommy Hilfiger tuxedo that i'm going to have him try on good and will you uh, uh, will you recant us the story of of bob um, applying the was it was it hair uh, finish or what, what, what was it it was um well i can i can show you right now what it is 
uh, because we just moved him to a, a place on the east side, assisted living. Sure. And I want to, Joe, I want you to um, uh, read one of the boxes that was on here. What, what does that box say? What, what's in that box when we were moving him? Creams for pain and tanning. <laughs> so he had like creams, like unguent and sure. crap like ointment. that. He had ointment and unguent, and uh, he's uh, yeah, he settled in pretty nicely. But uh, it's very, uh, it's, it was various creams, and it's just and it's taped shut. Too. Got it. Yeah, we got to be secure it's, when you're on the move. Uh, you know, Bob is doing okay. Bob's doing all right. Well, uh, I'll tell him you guys said hello. All right. Well, speaking of cars, Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen has that great family of Volkswagen SUVs in stock and arriving daily. Schmel's Countryside of Maplewood on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, a multi-generational dealership. They don't own 50 stores. This is their store, and they've been in that location for more than 50 years, providing exceptional personal experience. I've shopped there and will continue to. Those Volkswagen SUVs include the Taos, an SUV that offers all-wheel drive and IQ drive advanced safety systems, all the way up to the family-sized seven-passenger Atlas with 5,000-pound towing capacity, the ID4 SUV named the 2021 World Car of the Year if you're a candidate. Great service, great people, and that inventory is arriving daily. Uh, Volkswagens are great products. I've owned many Volkswagens. And uh, I don't know. I might even continue to because I always need one to pass along to somebody. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're <laughs> saying. Right. Uh, Schmelz Countryside. Find out all the details and find out the inventory at SchmelzVW.com. Wait. Is that it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you were looking at me like, okay, there is more. <laughs> oh, you looked at <laughs> me. Wait. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Is that Dylan too? Yes. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at WorldWideWaftage.com on this day in 1801. Joe, today is September 15th. Alexander Henry II arrived at the Pembina River. Is it Pembina or Pembina? It's Pembina. Pembina River to begin his trading business. So Xander, Xander Henry, right? Alexander Henry. Right. Uh, On this day in 1834, St. Peter's Indian agent Lawrence Talafiero suspends the license of... I don't like that one. In 1862, (laughs) on this day, the state of Minnesota and the Ojibwe living near Crow Wing sign a peace treaty negotiated to alleviate settler colonists' fears that the Ojibwe would join the U.S.-Dakota War. Mm. In truth, the agreement was void because the state did not have the power to make treaties. And was finally that, on this that, day... Wait, wait, that previous one, did that have something to do with the fur trade? Read that anyway. The one that I didn't read? Yeah. What In 1834, St. Peter's Indian agent Lawrence Taliaferro suspended the license of fur trader Alexis Bailey an employee of the American Fur Company, Bailey had broken trade rules, including those forbidding the sale of liquor. Bailey's replacement, Henry Sibley, would play a major role in Minnesota history. 
That was a big one. Right. Yep. And on this day in 1869, St. Cloud State Teachers College, Minnesota's third such institution, uh, opens in a remodeled hotel, the former Stearns House, because St. Cloud is in Stearns County. Stearns County. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. That's GM. the only S-named county, by the way. No, it'll be St. Louis. Uh, see, Scott, Sherburn, Sibley, St. Louis, Stearns, Steele, Stevens, and Swift. Today, Xander can forge his <laughs> path by taking inspiration from other notable influencers in his league such as Graham Bell, Hamilton, and Fleming. This, this cute spinoff is the perfect choice for parents looking for a simple, unruffled name that huh. still sports a weighted etymology. Thank you. And you, you can know. check out Pod MN for other Xander podcasts that are out there if you'd like. So uh, just check them out on your smartphone, Pod MN. What if I wanted to check out Pillow Talk on the Pod MN app? I'm sure you can find something. Why not? Something having to do with pillows on Pod MN on the app. What about a show that was talking about two guys that had to bunk in a room together and he said, My hands between two pillows? Uh, those aren't pillows, Got is it. what the reply would be. Those are not pillows. Here's the deal. Subscribe to us on pod, uh, no, not podcast. What's it called? We did a crabby show. YouTube. YouTube. We did a crabby yesterday, too. It wasn't very good, so I wouldn't download it and listen to it if I were you. Okay. Uh, I really appreciate you not promoting your own podcast. How about YouTube? YouTube? You can subscribe to YouTube on Garage Logic, but you got to get there first. Check it out YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all out there. Garage Logic. You'll find it. What about Cha? It is time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, now's the time for you to do the same and check in with Mr. Money Talk during these volatile times for that free 48 minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952 925 5608. That number, once again, is 952 925 5608. You call that number and you get Josh. And you're always going to get straight talk. You are never going to get sugar coated advice. And Josh is with us once again. And boy, Josh, it just continues to be the worry about the Fed these days, doesn't it? Chris, that has been the major worry for almost the last year and maybe even a little longer. What's the Fed going to do? A year ago, the Fed was talking about transitory inflation and still worried about employment. We're still worried about employment and we want employment to be full and robust. We think that the inflation numbers you know, that are coming out are transitory and they will come down. We're keeping our powder dry and we're being extra cautious. Well, that note, as I've said many times, changed right before Thanksgiving. And I do believe it changed for political reasons so that Fed Chairman Jay Powell could keep his position as head of the Fed. Because many in Congress were concerned with inflation and inflation being rampant and runaway. And we'd have a repeat of the late 1970s. This despite the fact that the people in Congress were spending money hand over fifth, which was helping to push inflation because we did have issues 
problems with supply. Demand was up, supply was down. What's going to happen in that situation? Prices are going to go up. Very simple, uh, simple equation. Well, the Fed started talking tough, started talking, well, we're going to do quantitative tightening. We're going to raise interest rates. We're going to squash inflation. And that's going to be job one. As it's turned out, the Fed has raised interest rates at a faster rate than even Paul Volcker in an effort to stamp out inflation. But when the CPI number came out on Tuesday, it didn't show that inflation was being stamped out as fast as the Fed would have liked. And there were a number of large investors that were caught off sides and caught off sides with leverage. So we had a tremendous amount of selling going on in the marketplace and very little buying. And the stuff that was sold was stuff that was the most liquid, that being favorites, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, among other names. Did anything change from Monday to Tuesday or even Monday today with Apple's business? No, nothing changed. Well, I could give a few tidbits that will affect traders, but not Apple's long-term business. On Monday, there's a report from the South China Morning Post that said the Chinese buyers of the new phone were standing in line and the lead times for the phone were being extended out. Demand is up for that phone. Here in the United States, Apple is doing something non-inflationary in terms of not raising prices on their phone. Analysts, however, are saying, oh, they're all bent out of shape and worried. Well, that's going to affect Apple's margins. Maybe, but Apple has been very adept at keeping their margins pretty strong and adding different services to their line to keep those margins up. At this price, or even if Apple were to dip a little lower, I'd still be a buyer and a longtime holder. I'm looking at Apple eventually getting to $250, even with all this negativity. I got asked today by a client, what should we do now, particularly with all the talk about another drop in the market? All of these things could happen. The Fed meets next week. Not that I can guarantee anything, but I'd be give a very, very strong bet. How's that? That the Fed will raise 75 basis points. I know that there are folks talking, well, the Fed should raise at least 1%, 1 percent, one full percent. Well, I think the Fed's going to stick with 75 basis points, three quarters of 1% in their September meeting. They'll probably continue to talk hawkishly and say that we're going to be very much data dependent. Well, folks, here's the, the data as I see it, and that's just by looking at stock prices. Commodity price inflation, looking at commodity-related stocks, they are all down, and all those commodity stocks, with a few exceptions, would be considered in bear market territory, down 20% from the high. Housing-related companies are in bear market territory. House prices have been leveling off. Where the CPI number was high had to do with the rent equivalency. I think I brought this up the other day. The average or median, not the average, the median price of a house is $440,000 across the nation. In earlier this year, when interest rates were, we'll say, below 3%, that mortgage payment or rent payment was $1,780. With mortgage rates at 5.9%, that same mortgage payment is $2,240. Huh, 
If they use that as a rent equivalency, there's, there you go. That's another $6,000 a year that somebody's paying for rent. That is inflationary. How is the Fed going to bring that down? Not with higher interest rates. It's not going to, to happen. Higher interest rates will force rents up even more. I don't think it takes a genius to see that. And then wages. The Fed last year, as I said, was looking for more people to go to work. We want full employment. Now, now they're talking, well, we want less employment. We want more unemployment, and that'll bring wage growth down. Well, you've got minimum wages that have increased, you know, by mandate, $10 to 15 in some states, $12 to 15 in others. There you go. And there's still, you know, demand for workers. So the Fed is going to continue to talk tough at some point, if not now, the economy is going to slow. I do remain focused on those companies that provide not only, we'll say, unique and necessary services, and companies that are making money. And I think that is where the focus, the market will continue to be volatile, and you can use this volatility to your advantage. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, a number that will always give you straight talk and you'll never get sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.